Welcome to Zillennials Podcast. Today on Zillennials, we're going to be chatting a little bit about winter activities, and we're going to be ranking them from best to worst. So a brief note, I figured that we could start off with, in order of your favorite season, where does winter rank for you? When I was little, I thought winter was the best season. I also ran really hot, so I never really got cold. So it is my second favorite season. What is your first then? Fall. I agree with you because winter used to be my first favorite season as well. However, fall has definitely taken priority over winter within the last couple of years. I think it's just a sunlight thing. Like it just makes me sad when I'm not outside to see the sun. Um, yeah. So I think like fall is first, winter is second, spring is third, summer is fourth. Yes. Summer is objectively the worst season. Oh, 100%. Because it's like disgustingly hot out and you can't do the things you want to do because it's just so roasty toasty. Here's the thing, because you mentioned it. I agree with it, too. The longer days are nice. But the problem is it's like so dang hot most of the day. You can't do anything outside anyway. Until like 7 p.m., in which case you're like, all right, it's seven o'clock. I've got two more hours of sunlight left. Let me go live my best life. I feel like I'm the type of person that does not like getting too toasty. I agree. However, I do have to say, if you're someone who doesn't like getting too toasty, but you like being by the water, if you can't afford San Diego, which I think is the vast majority of us, look at northern Spain, like Galicia, Gijón. There are some really good places along the course or along the coast of northern Spain where it's like it ranges from like 40 degrees to like 75 ish. I thoroughly enjoy how your alternative to San Diego for something that's more practical than San Diego is something out of the country. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Think about it. I'm pretty sure their healthcare there is probably less expensive than here, if not free. And their lodging, I know, is less expensive because I've looked, because sometimes I just dream about going and renting an apartment in Spain and just, I don't know, just leaving and going and doing that. Like, you can rent, like, a really solid place for, like, less than $1,000 a month. So, like, instead of snowbirding in Florida, go off to Spain? Yes, 100%. I'm not mad about that. Yeah, so... That's like my alternate plan. If I want to end up somewhere by the water, that's not going to be too hot. If the Midwest isn't doing it for me, like the Great Lakes, I could just, I could go to Spain. That's plan B. I feel like that's a pretty awesome plan B. I do like it. Sometimes I I consider like just, if I was qualified to go and teach in Spain, (laughs) I would do it. I mean, what's it take? Look into it. Okay, fair, but like... I don't want to be an English teacher there. I want to teach art, but like my Spanish isn't good enough for that. Have real imposter syndrome about it. Anyway, back to winter activities. So here are some of the winter activities we have to rank. We have sledding, ice skating, skiing and snowboarding, cross-country skiing, snow sculpting, aka building snowmen, etc., drinking hot cocoa and tea, winter hiking, and baking cookies. Do you have a strong opinion on which one is the best? I have a strong top two, and I want to see if you agree with it. My strong top two that I feel like could be interchangeable are ice skating and sledding. Ooh, I, okay, I definitely have ice skating on the top. I love it. 
I mean, I took lessons for a good amount of time, but one of the things I loved doing for a good number of years, we would go up to New Hampshire in the winter and they had this outdoor place with little bridges and stuff like that. And it was so cute and it's so fun to go do it outside. I feel like ice skating outside is more magical than if you do it inside. I agree with that. I think that ice skating outside is just, it's a completely different mood. I know for when I was a kid, one of the schools nearby us would flood their blacktop and then we could go and we could ice skate on there for free. And that was always really nice. And I think they would put in boards in case you wanted to like play hockey or anything. There are a couple other places that I could go and skate out and about, but I haven't just because the places where I could skate are in the city. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to haul my ice skates all the way to the city and skate outside there, but I'm sure that it would be really nice. I haven't done it recently, but I do think sledding is fun. Well, we didn't actually use a sled. We used those foam board things. Oh, I still consider that a sled. Okay. For people listening, I wasn't in like a wooden sled getting pushed down. It's like those ones that almost look like, you know, like when you're in the beach in the summer and you're like bodyboarding or whatever it's called. Skimboarding. Boogie board. Yeah, boogie board. It's like that, but the winter version. It's pretty fun. I agree. Have you done that recently? I have not done that recently. In terms of ice skating, I think the last time I went ice skating was last year. Also, Leanne, this is a side note, but how are we friends and we've never ice skated together? I feel like this is just sad. I feel like we've never visited each other in the winter. I feel like that's it. But I do want to go ice skating with you sometime so that you can show me like all of the cool ice skating moves and I can just be totally in awe. It's been a while. I can try. Oh my gosh. We need to. Well, once this whole like Corona thing and our schedules and our budgets line up, we got to do a Zillennials trip to visit each other. I think it would be really fun. Anyway, back on the topic of sledding. So for sledding, we used to go sledding in the woods that was by my house and my neighbors would put in a skateboarding ramp. And so you'd be like sledding, then you'd go off the ramp, you'd get some air and then you'd go back on the ground and keep going. So like. Our sledding was probably a wee bit more dangerous, but it was very fun. Yours is so hardcore. Yeah, there were there were a lot of guys on our block, so they they liked the adrenaline. So you know, just a hill isn't going to cut it. No, I mean, but it was great because I also really enjoyed it. And sometimes I would even go down it on like you know those kids' versions of like the standing snowboards that have like a little handle. Sometimes they would even go down it on those. And I was like, I don't know how they didn't fall because I would have fallen. But yeah, I think part of it has to do with being children. Like you don't even think about falling. You're just like, this looks like a great time. I'm going to try it. That's true. That's true. But I'm pretty sure I want to say that that ramp is probably still there. Like when my neighbors who put that ramp there originally moved away, I do not think that they moved that ramp. I think they just left it there. Okay, so. If we visit each other in the summer, we can still go ice skating. You'll probably find a place. But if we manage to do it in the winter, we should definitely go sledding too because neither of us have been sledding recently. No, and it's like one of my favorite things. I love sledding. There's also like by my house, there's some place where like, I don't know exactly where it is, but I know there's a place that has like a really, really big hill, like really, really big. And I've always kind of wanted to go to that. I feel like a lot of the winter activities I did more when I was little, so I feel like it'd be really fun to just relive them. I agree. I think definitely. 
Oh, there was one that we didn't have on this list that I feel like we should have. Gingerbread house decorating. I'm going to place it in mine. Okay. Here are my thoughts on that. They're like super fun. If you buy the kit, like if you don't make your royal icing or use like caramel like they do on Bake Off yourself, they never stay up. Like if you just going and like get a kit at the supermarket or your local craft store, they never stand up. Because my uncle and I did them a few times and one year... We built it and it was great. It was looking great. And then it fell over and it collapsed and it looked like a disaster. Leanne, do you know what I have in my household right now? A gingerbread kit? A gingerbread house that is fully constructed and still intact. (gasps) That's impressive. I know. My boyfriend and I made a gingerbread house together just the other day. I think it was like over the last weekend. And so it was definitely a struggle to get it to stay together, though. I feel like if you can get it to stay together, it's good. But I saw a hack where it's like you can just essentially like boil some sugar and then like dip the edges in and then use that to stick it to each other. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, why don't people do that? And then I was like, oh, yeah, because that'd be like real gross to clean up. I think a lot of times, too, you're doing it with like a child. That's true. I feel like people are like, oh, it comes with the icing. Let's just mix it, like stick them together. Hope they stay. But I think the sugar works better. I've never tried it, but I think it works better. Whenever I think of gingerbread house decorating i think of the american girl books because i'm pretty sure that there was like some point in one of the books i want to say it was one of the samantha books where she was making a gingerbread house but it was like a full-on like victorian era cottage but it was made of gingerbread and i was like that is the level of gingerbread house making that i want to do that is what i would like sometimes i think about doing it myself without not like from a kit Then I think about how much work that is. Oh my gosh, yeah, it'd be so much. And then you got to measure everything and make sure that it's all like, all your angles are right. I feel like people never actually end up eating them. You just got to look at it. Yeah, you look at it and then it gets crusty and then you're like, okay, I have this crusty gingerbread house. Or alternatively, I feel like if people do end up eating it, they just pick off the candies from it and they eat those. But that's also like a little bit gross because it's like, how long have those candies been like, laying out there and now you're like let me have a little piece of that old crusty candy yeah but i feel like they are a very winter for me at least very like christmas time related yes i like gingerbread house decorating like i would say maybe not in my top five but it's up there i feel like hmm again another thing i haven't done recently but i feel like the next thing on my list would probably be the build a snowman because i think it's what i did the most when i was younger also when i was younger there was this part of the driveway where when we'd shovel my mom would pile all of the snow up there and then when i was little i would climb up on the top of it and call it my snow horsey oh my gosh that's really cute oh my gosh i look at it and i'm like i think the last time i built a snowman was in college And do you know what happened to that snowman? I don't know if I told you this story. I don't think so. So my friend Gabe and I, I'm pretty sure it was Gabe who I built it with. He and I built a snowman. It was literally like as tall, if not taller than me. Like it was massive. And we, it was like when we were still living in the dorms and the dorm next to us stole our snowman and put it in their lawn. What? That's what I'm saying. I was like, are you kidding me? Did they take it apart? Do you move it whole? How do you move a snowman? I don't know. Especially because like the bottom one was like. 
I would say it, it had to be like, I don't know, I want to say at least 100 pounds, but I'm probably exaggerating. But it was like, it was really big. It was hard for us to roll it. So I'm like, I'm not exactly sure how they got it over there or what they did, but they definitely stole our snowman. Scandal. I know. Here's the thing with like making a snowman or even snowballs is it has to be the right texture of snow because not every time it snows, you're able to do that, which is frustrating, especially as a kid, because you're like, oh, it's snowing. I can make a snowman. But then the snow's too powdery and then you can't. I know it's got to be packing snow. If it's not packing snow, it's like, ugh, why do we have this? I have to say building a snowman ranked lower on my list than it did on yours. And I think the reason why is because so my hands get cold very, very easily. Like sometimes if I'm inside in a perfectly warm room, like my hands will be like ice cold. Same with my feet. Like they're just like my extremities get very cold very easily for no good reason. And so like sometimes like it's to the point where if I'm outside and I even if I'm wearing gloves, if I'm working with snow or something that's cold, it gets painful to the point where like it's hard for me to move my fingers. So for that reason, even though I enjoy building snowmen, because I would have to take so many constant breaks to rewarm up my hands, it's not in my top four. So comparing how often I built a snowman to how often I went skiing or snowshoeing, I did it more. So that's why I put it so high. I feel like you and I also ranked ours a little bit differently. Like I ranked mine like as an adult, what would I like to do? And I feel like you ranked yours as a kid. This is what I liked to do. Yes. And I ranked it that way mainly because I haven't done any of these recently. (laughs) Well, I can't remember the last time I went sledding, but I would still do it as an adult. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I just need to find somebody who would go with me. It would be great. I could probably talk my boyfriend into it because he's, I don't think he's ever been sledding because he's from California. Yeah. No, I'm like, you got to get the experience. I mean, if we're saying as adults, I feel like ice skating's the top and everything else is just kind of jumbled in in the middle where I'm like, none of them particularly stand out, but I would do any of them if people were like, let's go do this. I could see what you're saying because I feel like the holiday season seems more magical when you're a kid. Because you get more excited about it. Whereas like as an adult, it's still like fun and all, but it doesn't hold that same charm or that same level of charm. Not to damper the mood. I feel like part of it is like, oh, I'm an adult. This is what you're supposed to do in winter. And it almost feels like you have to like start checking things off a list to make sure you did winter right. I could see that. Yep. Whereas when you're a kid, you're like, I'm going ice skating or like, I'm going sledding. I'm building a snowman today. You know, like everything's just great. You're not like, oh, this is winter, so I have to do this, even though I like these things. True. I could see that. Oh my gosh, that reminds me. I need to get my shovel. It's at my parents' house. I'm really hoping that it doesn't snow anytime soon. But like the weather's been like 40s and 50s here, which is way too warm. But it's been 40s and 50s here, so like I haven't had to worry about it yet. Speaking of, this is like a total tangent, but I was talking to my coworker the other day, and She was saying, she was like, I feel like for the last several years, it's not necessarily that we don't have a winter. It's just it's pushed back exponentially. January, February, March to a little bit of April is when it gets ridiculously cold instead of December. I think around here, we never got much snow in December, but I think mentally 
you think it's supposed to because you think Christmas, winter, it's supposed to. Our snow was mainly end of January, February. March, it'll snow sometimes, but it's like that gross slushy snow, not like the fun snow. Yeah. I'm like, for us, we used to get snow in December. Like, I remember I would have snow days in December and like we would go sledding in December. Like we would go sledding over winter break all the time. And I'm like, and we just don't, for the last couple of years, we haven't gotten snow. It's very sad. I think our school, I swear, was trying to ration the snow days because we only had like five or something like that. And so if it's snowed in December, I swear they'd just be like, we need to save them for February. And like, they'd be like, go to school, kids. This could be just my interpretation of it. Because remember, this is like a decade and a half ago and I was a child, but I am convinced they were more liberal with their snow days as the winter went on. I could see that. I feel like if you live in a place where it snows constantly, they're really stingy with them at first and then they get more liberal with them as time goes on. But I feel like when I was living down in Kentucky, it was like anything that remotely resembled snow. It was like snow day, snow day. Like I'm pretty sure we had like five to seven snow days the first year I was there. Like we had a ton. That's so funny. Also, this is like a total side tangent, but I was talking to my friend who was teaching in Baltimore for a minute, and she said that her school went year round, like the entire year. And she was like, and we didn't have like a break after however many weeks or anything. It was like, no, you were just always in school. And I was like, oh, that sounds disgusting. She was like, yeah, it was it was kind of rough. I was like, yeah, I would have left. Was it public? Yeah, it was. I think it was a public school. And like, they went for the entire year. See, I've heard of that before, but the way I've heard of it set up is like every season you get like two weeks off or something like that or a week off. No, like she said that they didn't get like big breaks at all. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, it was crazy. All right. So for my thing where you had snow sculpting and building a snowman, I had drinking hot cocoa and tea because in my opinion, there's nothing more magical and having your little cup of hot cocoa and it's snowing outside and you just get to watch the snow. It's like my favorite. Yeah. I put that after the snowman because I guess when I was little, it was after I'd build a snowman. But now that I'm older, it's after I shovel and then you come in and you have a thing of hot cocoa. It's like you said, it's just like so winter. Although I'll argue it's not like I drink tea in the summer, but I feel like hot cocoa seems more wintry. I agree. Tea, I feel like you could have iced tea in the summer, which is why it's like not exclusively a winter's thing. Also, Leon, the other day I had a chai tea latte for the first time in my life. So good. It was really good because I don't like coffee and I went to a coffee shop and that's what I got because I was like, I don't know, maybe it'll be good. It was really good. I'm a big fan. They're like one of the best drinks, I think, for people who don't drink coffee or if you don't want coffee because it feels more fancy than just ordering regular tea because then you're paying like $4 for water. I know. So I was like very thrilled. I was like, it was very good. Would go again. Would get it again. It was delicious. I'm glad you had it. Me too. Now I know what to order. Exactly. I think also because of where we live, you can pretty much drink tea from like middle end of fall to like halfway through the spring. Hot tea. I know. It's awesome. Sometimes I would even drink hot tea during the summer. If it was like a cold night in the summer, I'd be like, I'm going to have some hot tea. Just not during the day. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not during the day. So what was next on your list? So 
I have like winter hiking, snowshoeing. We didn't do that a ton, but we'd like when we went skating up in New Hampshire, we would also do that. Occasionally, we would go skiing and snowboarding too, but that's not something I did a lot. Like I was never, we never went enough for me to be good at it. So that's why that's kind of low down on the list. Like I know some people that's their winter activity, but we never really did that. So that's why I'm like, it's fun. But if I never did it again, which I haven't done it in a while, like it'd be okay. Oh, yeah, I feel that. See, my thing is like, I've never really gone hiking during the winter, if you know what I mean. Sometimes we would go into the forest preserve and walk around. But like, like I said, it's the same issue where it's like my hands and feet get really cold really easily. Like if I didn't have foot warmers on my feet, I would be dying within like 10 minutes. And where I live or where I lived before didn't have sidewalks to walk around. So I feel like I never really got to go on a lot of walks in the winter unless it was downtown through the city. So that's why I didn't have that one very high up on my list. But I feel like if you could go someplace scenic with like a lot of like rolling hills or mountains, I feel like it would be higher up on my list at that point. I think that cross-country skiing for me is better than downhill. Downhill was fun. And I did it with like, because when we would go, it would usually be my aunt who would go with me on the downhill. And so like that was fun. But I think in terms of me now, I'd probably pick cross-country skiing. Cross-country skiing is such a good workout. I know. It's like you are sweating. <laughs> yeah. I like it too because like, I mean, I don't do it, you know, where I live. But when we go to New Hampshire, we would usually go like once or something. And it's really nice because you're in like the forest and it's like you're just skating along or skiing along. See, I feel like that's what I should have done when I was younger because like I said, I live by a forest preserve and they don't clear the paths because they're made of gravel. So I feel like that's what I should have done when I was younger is like some some cross-country skiing through the woods. I feel like that would have been fun. I haven't really been cross-country skiing, though. Like, the only, like, skiing I've really done is downhill. Here's the thing with skiing, like, in general. I feel like it can get kind of pricey. So I feel like it's not for everybody. Yeah, and see, I think that's my thing with skiing is I feel like I'm always, like, I don't want to take a break because, like, the ski lift tickets were so expensive. So I feel like at some point I'm, like, I kind of feel like I'm being wasteful if I take a break. So I'm like, I enjoy skiing, but I also feel pressured to like, make sure that I'm using all of the time I paid for to ski. Yeah. I feel like for downhill, for me, the max I would go is once a year. And that wasn't even every single year. So I feel like at least for cross-country skiing, I feel like if you don't go a lot, you can still be decent at cross-country skiing. Whereas if you don't go skiing or snowboarding a lot, you're never going to get that confident in it. At least me. That's true. I agree. I mean, I would go down a lot of the tougher hills here, but like we're not by any mountains. So at the same time, it's like I'm sure that our black diamond here is like a bunny hill in like, say, Colorado. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. I look at it and I'm like, skiing is fun. I'd go maybe, like you said, once a year, but I feel like more than once a year is probably a little bit too much. Like once or twice, more than that is like, I'm okay. I feel like skiing, at least from what I gather from talking to people, are two extremes where it's either you go maybe once a year, once every other year, or you go every single winter and you own your own stuff. That's true. I do feel like that's kind of the vibe that I get from that. I think because it costs so much money that you're either doing one or the other because 
you're either going to go once a year because it's like a special treat or you go all the time because you bought all your ski equipment. That's fair. Yeah, I think that that's exactly how a lot of people think about it. Like, I feel like if you were living, like, say, for example, in Colorado, you're like, yeah, I might just go and own my own ski equipment because we've got a lot of skiing options here, right? Or like, let's say you're somebody who's like, I like to go skiing like every other weekend. Like at that point, you just own your own equipment. But if you're like the casual skier who goes like once in a blue moon, you know, once or twice is good for you. You don't really need more than that. Again, this is another winter activity that my boyfriend has not tried. And I think we should go skiing at some point this year. See, my thing is like, if I went skiing now, I'd probably only be able to do like the bunny hill with like the five-year-old. Not even the green marked trail like literally the bunny hill that they're teaching like four-year-olds how to ski on see i feel like i could start off for like a little practice run down the bunny hill but like the other ones it's really not bad you just gotta go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth so like once you do it you're like oh okay i got this i have a question did you ever get to the point where you used poles i mean they would always give us poles i would kind of just use it to help direct me around because see where I learned, or like when I would go a couple times, they didn't give beginners poles. I think because they thought you would get tripped up in them or something like that. So I never got to the point where I used poles because I never went enough. Oh, no. Every time I've ever went, they've always given us poles. I think it's just to help you with getting around because a lot of the times, like people don't, they don't use their skis like, you know, where they push off to help them walk. It's like you use your poles to like pull you. I thought they use them when they're going down the mountain. I mean, I feel like, yeah, you just hold on to them a lot of the times. Unless you're trying to intentionally get faster, in which case you're like, go, go, go. You know? (laughs) See, clearly I know a lot about skiing. Me too. I mean, honestly, half the things I said could have been incorrect. You never know. I'm just a girl with a podcast. (laughs) I don't knock either type. I've also tried snowboarding. That's fun, but it's way harder. Because I feel like skiing, like, I've ice skated obviously and it's not exactly the same but i feel like the skills kind of transferable in the sense of there's two things attached to your feet and you need to keep yourself upright but snowboarding's a lot harder for me but it's fun i've never tried snowboarding i feel like snowboarding's cool though because i feel like you can do all of the fancy tricks and it's less scary than if you have skis because i feel like with skis it's like if you make a mistake on a fancy trick Like, I would worry about being impaled by the ski, you know? But, like, with the snowboard, I feel like it's less stressful. Interesting. I feel like the skis snap off easier than a snowboard, though. Yeah, but, like, with the snowboard, I feel like it'd be hard to get the angle at which you would physically impale yourself with your snowboard. Whereas, like, with the ski, I'm like, I think it could happen real easily. I guess I'm more afraid of, like, tearing my kneecap out or something. Oh, I'm just scared that I'm going to get, like, stabbed with a ski or a snowboard. That is my fear. Like, tearing a kneecap? Yeah, I could do it. Where did you rank those for you? Like, did you have, like, for skiing and cross-country, like, if you were going to go tomorrow, is there one that you would have a preference on? Well, for skiing, I put cross-country skiing at the bottom just because I've never really tried that. And skiing, snowboarding was second to last just because... Like you said, I go maybe like once a season, if that. Snowboarding would probably be, again, like at the bottom because I just, I haven't tried snowboarding. I've only done skiing. I think you should try cost country because I know we both talk about like wanting to be active and like having more engaging workouts. And I feel like it is that like when you're cross country skiing around and it's all pretty around you. And like you said, 
at least for me, a lot of the times by the time I got going, like you unzip the coat because you get so toasty. And then at the end, you feel really good because you worked out. But for me, I put baking cookies at the bottom, not because I don't like cookies, but just because I don't necessarily associate it with winter. Oh, see, I feel like for baking cookies, I lumped it in with like making all the Christmas treats, which I put like somewhere around the middle because my family every year we would make Buckeyes together and we would like make chocolate covered pretzels and it would be like a whole day. Like we would make a whole day of it and it would be like that would just be our family bonding activity and we would do it together. Okay. If we're talking about specific Christmas cookies, like I know when I was little, I think we did the like sugar cookie ones with all the different cutouts and then with the sprinkles, not sprinkles, but like, you know, the little tiny sugar crystals. Yeah. And then I don't know, maybe in the last five-ish years or so, my mom got really into making Linzer cookies, which objectively I think tastes better than the plain like sugar cookie with sugar sprinkles on top. What are Linzer cookies? Because it has the jam and the powdered sugar and it's so good. Oh, those cookies. I don't like those cookies. I'm sorry. Maybe it's just because whenever I've had them, they're not, or I don't think they're homemade. Whenever I have them, they're like store-bought. But I think they're like from a grocery store sold in a batch with a whole bunch of variety types of cookies. Uh, I feel like I've had store-bought cookies with jam in them and they're nasty. That might be why. (laughs) I don't think I've ever had like homemade ones with jam. Are you talking about like a sandwich one? No. They're just open like a little thumbprint. Oh, no, no, no. These are like cookie and then jam and then cookie with a like decoration cut up. Oh, no, I have not had those ones then. Cool. Do you know what though? I need to think of a cookie or a dessert to bring to my aunts for Christmas this year. And I don't know what I'm going to do. My parents suggested like chocolate Andy's candies cookies where like you put the Andy's candies in the middle and then you like swish it around with a little spoon. And I'm like, that could be good. They were like, yeah, I'd have a lot of sentimental meeting because like my family knows or like my dad grew up with the guy whose family owned Andy's candies. It was named after him because his name was Andrew. Ooh, I know. Crazy, right? So they're like, it would have a lot of sentimental meeting. Or I'm like, or I could make little pistachio thumbprint cookies that have like a little bit of cream cheese frosting in the center, which my aunt makes every year, but she's not going to be there this year. And they're so good. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I should do. Or if I should make a different cookie. I don't know. There are so many options. So if you have cookie suggestions, let me know. I don't know. Wait, so what kind of candy is Andy's candies? It's like chocolate mint. Okay. I don't know. I feel like either one of those sound like a little fancier than your everyday cookie, which I feel like is what you're going for. For like if you're bringing cookies to a Christmas party or like on Christmas, you want something a little fancier that you're like, I'm not going to do this. For an everyday. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just my two cents. I don't know. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta pick a cookie and commit. See, I think another reason why baking cookies for me isn't that high is I don't really enjoy baking. I think I enjoy baking and I try it every now and then. And I feel like I'm always just let down. So one thing that I've heard is you're either a cooking person or a baking person. Oh, cooking's so much better. I think baking is so much more fun. Like cooking is fine, but I don't, it's not as enjoyable as baking. I feel like baking I appreciate so much more because of your whole house fills up with the scent of cookies. It's just nice. Or baked goods. 
I feel like baking is just a lot of work. And at the end, you're like, well, now I have to eat 24 cookies before they go stale. See, I used to bake a lot when I was in high school. And I would just give all of the stuff to the neighborhood kids. And I would just be like, here you go. Have some, have some sweets. And it was nice. So. See, that's the thing is I feel like people bake to share. And if you don't have somebody that you're ready to share it with, then it's like kind of sad. You're like, well, now I got so many cookies. I think I like the products of cooking better. Like the outcome when I finish cooking, I'm like, oh, this is tasty. I want to eat it. But then with baking, it's like, I think it's also I don't have much of a sweet tooth. So a batch of cookies could last me a very long time. And so then by the end, they're like not that good or whatever sweet. I could see that. I could see that. Do you like baking because you like eating what comes out at the end or do you like the giving it to other people part? Both. Okay. If someone was like, oh, you can only bake for the rest of your life or you could only cook for the rest of your life, I would pick cooking. I would pick cooking at that point because it's like, I don't want to eat sweets for the rest of my life, but. Okay, well, assume like, you know, your boyfriend does all like the dinner making then. Like, assume it wasn't a nutritional or like survival based decision. See, I don't know, because then I could just like maybe once a month make a little something. Whereas if I picked cooking, I'd have to do that every single day. I guess it would have to be survival based then, wouldn't it? Like, if it was survival-based, I would pick cooking because, obviously, it's necessary. But, like, if you're talking about, like, would you rather cook a meal or would you rather, like, bake for funsies, I would pick baking. Okay. I would put cooking with the asterisk of whoever else is in the house has to clean up. Yeah, I would still pick baking. I think it's because I don't like touching raw meats. I don't cook meat, so it solves that. See, that's what I gotta do. Whenever I cook with my boyfriend, I always do the vegetables. He always does the meat. That's how we work it out. He doesn't like touching the meat either, but he puts up with it because he loves me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing is that he doesn't have to like touching it. He just has to be willing to touch it. I feel like you don't like it and you're not willing. Yes, that's true. I remember when I was cooking in college and I would be like cutting up chicken. My roommate, she would be like, Kaylee, you have like the funniest look on your face. I was like, I just don't like touching it. I just I don't. I don't like it. I'm like, I'd love to have some more like good vegetarian vegan recipes that are easy, that don't create a ton of dishes, in which case I feel like I would be more on board with like, okay, I can do some more vegan things that I don't need to have meat. But I feel like my issue is they're always like, cook it and then cook it again and then cook it again. And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to clean all these dishes. Yeah, I think just in general, just finding recipes. Like, for me, even with baking, like, I made eclairs the other day, and the amount of dishes I went through was infuriating. See, I feel like I go through less dishes when I'm baking than when I'm cooking. That could also have something to do with it. I had to make the eclairs, like the dough, so that's a pot and, like, the mixy thing, and then I had to make ganache, so that's another few things, and then I had to make a cream, and that's another few things, and then there was the pastry bag, and then there was the baking tray, but they were really tasty. I've never made eclairs from scratch. Well, I recommend buying them. Not because, like, what I made was bad. Like, the filling was good. The ganache was good. It's just the texture of the shell. I feel like you need to practice. And mine just, like, it wasn't bad. Like, there were little holes and I could fill it. But it also, like, wasn't bakery level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, like, other than when I made them when I was little with my uncle, 
This is like the first time I've made them. But because I'm me, I'm like, they're not to the level of a bakery. So forget it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, I think that just about wraps up our rankings. Our next book club is going to be Black Leopard, Red Wolf by Marlon James, and that'll be dropping on February 7th. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on winter activities. We'd love to hear your favorite winter activities. So feel free to send us a message through our email or on Instagram. And don't forget to rate Zillennials Podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can find us at Zillennials Podcast on Instagram or email us at zillennialspodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to hit the subscribe button and stay a while. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.